Welcome to the Rock Church. It's the place where your life matters, Jesus matters, and worship matters all the time. It's our desire to create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. It's always our desire to create a relevant moment where somebody who's broken or hurting can be restored back to their rightful place in God. Come on, look at your neighbor this morning and say, now faith is. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, now faith is. Hallelujah. We're coming to the last Sunday of this month. We're already going into the second month of a great year, a year where we're proclaiming that now faith is. Look at somebody else again and say, now faith is. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship ministry. We really appreciate you guys this morning. Perfect in all of your ways. Hallelujah. Perfect. Hallelujah. We bless you and we just honor you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's who you are. Come on, let's go right to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, hallelujah, Hebrews 11, our theme scripture, hallelujah. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. It is faith proceeding as real what is not revealed to the senses. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. We've been praying this prayer over the last three weeks or so, and I want to keep it in our system. I want you to keep this here. We welcome all of our virtual members and family members. We thank the Lord for being with you wherever you are in the country, wherever you are in the city. We thank you for being with us on today. I want you to just close your eyes here, and I want you to let this prayer settle in your spirit. I want you to let this prayer settle in your spirit. I want you to hear the words, and as you're hearing it, I want you to just echo the sentiments of this prayer. Father, today is another moment where my faith, our faith, will be strengthened through the teaching of the Word of God. We ask that your Word reveals, reconciles, and restores us to the faith that existed in our forefathers. Revive our hearts to the position and posture where faith leads us to believe, to trust, and to obey your will. Father, let the word of God be the guiding compass that guides and directs us through the invisible paths of the impossible. Father, we ask that our faith is aligned with your word. Let this be our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Everybody say amen. And let the church say amen. Come on, just say yes, Lord. Come on, just say yes, Lord. I want you to lift your hands for a moment and just say yes, Lord. Come on, just say yes, Lord. Your faith is connected to your yes. Your yes is connected to your obedience. Hallelujah. Your obedience is connected to your love and your honor for the God that we serve. When I say yes, I'm not just surrendering my will, but I'm saying yes to God. Whatever it may be, I'm saying yes to God. Come on, just say yes to God. This is a now faith moment. Just simply just say yes. Just say yes. 
yes. Yes to your word. Yes, that your word will be the guiding compass that guides and directs and leads me through the past that seem impossible. Those invisible moments of my life, I say yes. Those invisible moments that I just can't put my hands to it, I say yes. By faith, I say yes, Lord. By faith, I say yes to your will and to your way. I, I say yes to doing it even though it hasn't come to pass yet, I say yes. I say yes by committing my hands to the work. And I don't have it in my hands physically, but I say yes. I haven't received the reward yet, but I say yes by, by faith. It's through faith. It's because of my faith that I say yes. That I say yes. Now faith is the assurance. It's my confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. I want to talk about today the examples of leading by faith. We talked about a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get a chance to minister on last week because of the anointing of God. I didn't get a chance to, 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 to preach the written message, I'll say that. Um, but we didn't minister um, I, I want to reconnect you to where we've been going. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the examples of walking by faith. And we talked about how Abraham was urged to obey God. We talked about how he was prompted to settle into an unfamiliar place. And then we hit that one moment where it talked about because of her faith, because of Sarah's faith. As I was talking to our leaders this morning, and I want to talk to you about that today. I really want to build that moment and reconnect us because sometimes when we're preaching, we can say some things that may be out of your reach where you may not be able to apply what God is doing. And so I was listening on last night and I said, I need to go back and kind of reconnect that point. When we look at Sarah's faith, Sarah's faith was beyond the expiration of what God was promising her would come to pass. She was going to have a child when we look at her life. Her reproductive system naturally, when we think about it, it had expired. And so one of the things that I want to connect you and I to is that there are going to be moments in our faith where God is going to, where our faith is going to be required for things that have expired beyond our time or our reach. And so her faith, because of her faith, because she considered God, to be a reliable God, a reliable God. She believed him. She believed this word, although it says that she laughed. She considered him because of her faith. She was able to birth something that seemed beyond its expiration date. So there are going to be moments in your life where, where God's going to speak something to you. He's going to make a promise to you where it seems like the expiration date has already expired, where time has already did its job. Um, you're at a point now where you're comfortable and you really want to just do some things in your life, and God is saying, I want to make you this promise. This is going to come to pass. I'm too old. It's too late. I, I, things have dried up in my life. I don't really even have that desire anymore. I don't. So when you think about your faith, your your faith drives you to believe that God can do something beyond its expiration date. When we look here, walking by faith, as we reconnect this here, walking by faith, we look at Abraham, who's considered to be the father of faith. But then we look at Moses' life. We want to just talk about this today, the examples of leading by faith, the examples 
of leading by faith. You can see this starting right there in Hebrews 23, in verse, verse 23 in Hebrews. I hope you have your Bibles open right there in Hebrews. We can see it right there. It says, prompted by faith, Moses after his birth was kept concealed for three months by his parents because they saw how comely the child was. They were not overawed or terrified by the king's decree. We can see here that Moses' parents were prompted by faith. They were prompted by faith. We all know the story of Moses. We all know the backdrop. Well, maybe some may not know the story of Moses, but Moses was born. He was born under the edict of a king that says that if there is a firstborn child, that that firstborn child should be um, uh, there, there should, the, the, the king should be given notice so that we can uh, take the life of that firstborn. And, and so Moses is hidden. He's sent away. He grows up in another place um, where he believes that that's his parents. And he grows up in the house of Pharaoh. He grows up in Egypt. And as he gets older and he gets older, he begins to find himself. He begins to find purpose. He sees some things in his life, and we all know what happens from there. We all know what occurs at that moment. But we can see here that Moses' faith is prompted through his parents. We can look here and see that Moses' parents exercised their faith to conceal his destiny and the greatness that was on Moses' life by hiding him. They saw that he was comely, pleasant, captivating, and, attra and attractive. Faith. Prompted by faith. That was a faith move. Had they found out that they were hiding this child, they could have lost their life. They could have lost everything that they had. Not only just losing the child, but causing their entire family to be killed causing their entire family to come, to come under uh, uh, the judgment of the king's edict. But when we look here, by faith, his parents exercised their faith to conceal the destiny and greatness that was on Moses' life by hiding him. Moses' parents exercised their faith over fear. How did they do that? In protecting Moses from death. His parents placed their trust and belief in God over the edict of the king's words to kill all the firstborn. That takes faith. That takes faith. Could you imagine that you have a child and this child is so beautiful, Emilisa, and you see the greatness on his life. You, you see destiny in his life. You can see the purpose in his life. And you say, no, 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 I need to conceal this. Not only that, but then I, I, I need to hide him away. I need to protect him until I'm able to find a place where he can grow and live. Faith avoids the fear of death so that destiny and greatness is accomplished in our life. When you think about faith, we can see here that faith over fear overrules everything that is prepared to happen in Moses' life. He was supposed to die, but it was their faith over fear. It was their faith to conceal his destiny, to protect his destiny. I, I want to read that quote again to you. Faith avoids the fear of death so that destiny and greatness is accomplished in our lives. I want to say that again. Faith avoids the fear of death so that the destiny and greatness is accomplished in our lives. Think about some things in your life 
where you have to have, have allowed your faith to overrule your fear. Think about some of those things in your life where you have allowed fear to override your faith because you were more afraid of what they were going to do rather than having the faith in how God would bring you through the circumstance and how God would bring you out of the issue that you were facing. But because of the fear, we accept fear and we avoid faith. Fear becomes sight. Remember what I taught you. The opposite of faith is your sight. And a lot of times your sight is, your, is a sign of your fear. Come on now. Your, your, your sight is a sign of your fear. Your, 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 your fear becomes sight. Your fear becomes tangible. Your, your fear becomes, I have to have it in my hands. I have to see it. But we can see here they were prompted by faith to conceal his destiny. They were prompted by faith, and because they were prompted in, they, in their faith, they exercised their faith over fear. I know that the king says that we've got to give this child up so that he could lose his life. I, I know what the king is saying, and, and, and because I have faith that this is a destiny, that this is purpose on this child, I choose faith over fear. The examples of leading by faith when we're looking at the life of Moses. Aroused by faith, Moses, when he had grown to maturity and become great, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. We can look at it here. Moses' journey has everything to do with him overcoming the fear of what somebody else could do to him. His parents had to overcome the fear of them losing their life or him losing his life. He's now at another point in his life where he has to either decide I need to have faith to obey God, faith to do what I believe God has called me to do, Aroused by faith, he was awakened, triggered, inspired in his faith. We can see it here. He, he, he was aroused in his faith to understand that he was not the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But that means that now you've got to explain, if you're not my son, then where did you come from? Because the king had gave an edict that no firstborn was to be born without notice to the king. And the, and the king, the edict was to do what? Was to kill that firstborn by faith, by faith. He was aroused. It says here in the scripture in verse 25, it says that he preferred to share the oppression suffer the hardships and to bear the shame of the people of God rather than to have the fleeting enjoyment of a sinful life. Ooh, that takes faith. He was living in a palace. He was living with wealth and treasure. He had everything at his disposal. Uh, he, he, he didn't have to have a worry in the world, but when he realized who he was, when he realized where he had came from, when he realized that he was in a place that was not going to do what God had called him to do. He had to make a faith decision. And because he made this, he was aroused. His, his faith was awakened. It was triggered. It was inspiring. He was inspired to prefer suffering over wealth, riches, and treasure. 
Come on, think about it. You're in a place where all your bills are paid. You're in a place where you can get anything that you want. You're in a place where you never have to worry. You're in a place where you never have to expose that what you've been doing is really not true. All you got to do is just play the game. All you got to do is just keep on going. But when you understand the call and the assignment on your life, when you understand that God is causing faith to be aroused in your life, it causes you to be awakened. It triggers some things in your life. I, I cannot watch my sons and I cannot watch the children. I cannot watch my brothers and my sisters. I, I, I can't watch those that I'm supposed to be with suffer. And I stand here as if I don't know you. I stand here as if I can live out this lie in my life. The Bible says that when he grown, had grown mature and become great, he refused to be called the son. He preferred to share in the oppression. He was aroused in his faith because he considered the contempt, the abuse, and the shame. Born for the Christ, the Messiah who was to come, to be greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt. That's faith. Come on now, that, that's a man of faith that desires, and, and it says here, aroused in his faith, he considered the contempt, abuse, and shame. Born for the Christ, the Messiah who was to come, to be greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt. For he looked forward and away to the reward of recompense. That's faith. Moses was in a place that he didn't have to give up. I, 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 I don't believe that there was an argument that he was having. I, I believe it was his faith. It was his faith. I, I can't see in the text where he has a vision where God comes to him and they talk and, and God gives him an ultimatum and, and says that if you don't do this, then I'm going to do that. I, I, I believe it was his faith. It was his faith to do the right thing. It was his faith that caused him to live a righteous life before God. It, it, it was the faith in him that caused him to do this. Hear this. Faith inspires, triggers, and sets off the alarms within us that we are different and called to something greater than what we have been accustomed to. Faith always chooses endured purpose over the riches and the treasure of comfort that affords us the easiest path. I want to say that again. Faith inspires, it triggers, and it sets off the alarm within us that we are different and called to something greater than what we have been accustomed to. Faith always chooses endured purpose over the riches and treasure of comfort that affords us the easiest path. The easiest path for Moses was to stay in Egypt. The easiest path for Moses was to keep his mouth closed. The easiest path for Moses was to allow the lie to remain a lie. The easiest path for Moses was to take all the riches in the world. The easiest path for you and I is to run away from the cross that we should bear. The easiest path is the path that has no faith, that has no suffering, that has no hardship, that has no enduring process connected to it. The easiest process. The easiest process is to never talk about it. The easiest process is to never face It's to never face it. The easiest process is to just let it linger. The easiest process is to act like it doesn't exist. 
The easiest process is to never talk about it and work it out. But when you talk about faith, now faith says you've got to travel a road where you got to confront some issues in your life. You've got to confront the lie that mama and daddy told you. you, you you've got to confront this issue. Why did they lie to me and tell me that I was a son of a pharaoh? I was a son of a king of Egypt, uh, that this was my mother. I was born this way, but now I'm finding out that my brothers and my sisters have been in slavery for over 400 years. They're being beaten. They're being abused. I choose to suffer with them because I can no longer live this lie. The easiest path that avoids a faith life ministry says that I don't want to go through anything. I want the easiest way out. I'll live out the lie. I'll avoid process. I'll take the microwave dinner. Come on now. I'll take the freezer dinner. You know, y'all remember them, you know, back in the day, you know, they would go and they would buy those frozen dinners and you would put them in the Salisbury steak with the with the good mashed potato. Man, we used to, hey, we ain't had no money, man. Them things work. Sorry to tell you, brother. I mean, come on, man. Let's just be honest. You know, we we had them frozen dinners and that's sometime all you had. And when you got down to your last one, you like, Man, what am I going to do? Am I going to save it for breakfast, eat it for lunch? Well, what, what am I going to do? Uh, the, the easiest path has no suffering. The easiest path in life has no victory to it. The easiest path in life has no story to it. It has no pain to it. It has no sorrow to it. It, it, it only has a lie connected to it. And sometimes the easiest way to live out a life that has no faith is to live a lie. Sometimes it's easy to just tell the lie because nobody will ever find out. Nobody needs to know that, that nobody has to know, but because of faith. My faith it inspires, it triggers, it sets off the alarms within us. That we're different and called to something bigger. That we have become accustomed to. Faith always chooses endured purpose. Somebody say that. Say, my faith, my faith. always chooses the road of endured purpose. His parents were prompted by faith. Moses is aroused in faith. But then he moves further along. He's not only aroused, but then he becomes motivated by faith. Ooh, he, he's motivated by faith. We can see this in verses 27 and 29. He's motivated by faith. It says, motivated by faith, he left Egypt behind him. Being unawed and undismayed by the wrath of the king, for he never flinched, but he held staunchly to his purpose and endured steadfastly as one who gazed on him who is invisible. Are you hearing this? He grows up in a lie. He grows up in the place of fear. His, his parents are, are still, his, his generations, everybody knew about a Moses. They knew that this guy Moses was, was not a true Egyptian and, and everybody's trying to conceal the lie, conceal this and conceal that. But when God's hand is upon you, he becomes motivated by faith to say, my time is up here. He leaves the place of comfort. He leaves easy. He leaves where he doesn't have to do any work. He leaves the place where all the 
work is done for him. Oh, y'all ain't hearing this. Uh, he leaves the place uh, where they bathe him. He leaves the place uh, where they make his food. He leaves the place where they do everything that is needed for him. He leaves the place where he's the one that's being served. He's the one that's being honored. He's the one that's in control. He's the one that's sitting in a place where he never has to think about anything in his life. He leaves the place that was working for him. Because he's motivated by faith. Uh, he's motivated in his faith so much uh, that he understands uh, that the moment that he decides to leave, he puts his life on the line. But because I'm motivated in my faith, uh, I understand that if you take my life, uh, you will take my life, uh, not me living out the lie. But you're going to take my life because I understand who I am and whose I belong to. Uh, 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 when you take my life, you will understand that I did it on my own terms. Hallelujah. That when everybody gets up to speak for me, they won't have to ever say I lived a lie. They won't ever have to say I did it the easy way. They'll simply say I did it my way. My way is God's way because I understand that being motivated by faith, I understand that God is for me and not against me. The entire country of Egypt was against him, but because he was motivated by faith, he was able to stand steadfast, unmovable. He was abounding in his faith. Come on now. He was motivated by faith. Why would you get up, Moses, and leave all of this behind? Come on, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Come on now. Why don't you just try to make it all work right here? Why don't you just try to go down and, 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 and be the boss of the slaves? Why don't you just try to go down there and be friends with them? Why do you have to leave a place that's working for you? Because what's working for you right now is probably the easiest path. It has no endured suffering. It has no endured hardship. It has no endured pain or sorrow. It has no endured victory. The situation hasn't been vetted. There is no validation. There is no affirmation or confirmation. You're probably sitting in the easiest path because you're afraid to be motivated by faith to do what God has called you to do this is before he tells Moses to go back and free my people I'll oh, see y'all not understanding he had this type of faith before God told him to go back Moses had this type of faith before he saw the burning bush Moses had this type of faith before God said, take off your shoes because you're standing on holy ground. Moses was a man faith before God told him that he would be the man that would lead them through the wilderness. He had this faith already. He was already walking in this faith. Moses was motivated, motivated by faith. Moses chooses to leave Egypt. It is what? The place of comfort, treasure, notoriety, power, and wealth. Moses chooses to suffer hardship. Come on now. Motivated by faith, Moses creates his own path. By not allowing the power and the authority of the king and stopping him from pursuing his purpose. Moses remained steadfast in what he believed he was called to do. He chose the path of suffering. Come on now. Uh, uh, the easiest path is easy because it has no suffering. But faith has suffering. Where there is no faith, there's no suffering. Where there, where there is no faith, there is no vetted victory. Come on now. Uh, come on now. Uh, uh, you really can't be satisfied in just winning the fight when you never really fought anybody who could fight. 
Uh, come on now. It's easy to walk around with your chest out when the person that you beat up can't fight. It's easy to walk around and say, yeah, man, I blacked his eye when he just don't know how to fight. He or she don't know how to fight. But it's different when you can put on your record that I stood up to the bully and that joker knocked my tooth out. Come on now. Uh, 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 that joker uh, messed my eye up. Uh, I got this scratch still on me because I was in a fight one day. Uh, I didn't win the fight, but I won the respect of the person who tried to fight me. The person who tried to think that they were just going to walk over me. No, no, no. I stood up for myself. Come on now. It's easy to say that you won, but the person that's on the court can't really shoot. It's easy say that you're the greatest of all time, but you have nothing to prove it. There's no pain. There's no story. You took the easy road, KD. You went to the team that had already been stacked, and so you won two easy championships. But the guy that's about 117 points away Everybody been laughing and talking about him and saying that he would never amount to anything from Akron. And now he's sitting right on the edge of breaking a record that nobody ever thought that would ever be broken in NBA history. But he's got some pain to go with it. Out of all the times he went to the finals, he only won four times. Come on now. Out of all the times that he's played, he's only won four times. He only got four rings. Probably didn't went to 10 NBA finals. Lost six of them. That's a lot. But guess what? He can hold his head up. When you think about your life, what can you hold your head up today to say, I fought my way through it. I made my way through it. Come on now. I, it, 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 did, it, did, it, it didn't smell right. Don't look right. Come on now. But I'm still standing because I learned how to fight. Because I've been motivated by my faith. I learned how to fight. You ain't understanding that I've been having faith like this all my life. And because I learned how to fight at an early age, I learned how to stand and believe that no matter who's against me, that God will always be for me. My faith motivates and teaches one to be steadfast when facing the death of threats of governing authority that doesn't control our destiny or purpose in life. Faith never bounds to the conquering words of a meaningless pharaoh. What pharaoh's in your life right now? Look at that. Faith motivates and teaches one to be steadfast when facing the death threats of a governing authority that doesn't control our destiny or purpose in life. Faith never bows to the conquering words of a meaningless pharaoh. Moses looked at Pharaoh and said, you are meaningless. You, 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 you've never been relevant. You, 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 you're not even on my level. You, you're, you're below my pay grade. I, I'm not even concerned about what you can do to me. As a matter of fact, I'm going to walk away understanding that you can take my life, but it's still meaningless to me. Because you don't govern and you don't have the power and the authority to govern my faith. Faith never bows to the conquering words of a meaningless pharaoh. It teaches me and it motivates me to be steadfast when I'm facing the death threats of a governing authority. The governing authority of your flesh. 
the governing authority of your mind, the governing authority of your sight that tells you that because you can't see it, you can't do it. Uh, because you don't have it, you can't, you can't become it. Uh, 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 be, be, because you want to do it and, and it's not working out, then you should stop and you should stop and you should go sit in your room and just cry all day. No, 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 no. You need to keep plowing through. Although you cannot see it, God sees it for you. Although you don't have it in your hand, God's holding it for you to give it to you at the right time. But you've got to allow your faith to be motivated to not bow to the defeating enemy, to not bow to the governing words that says that if you leave, I'm going to take your life. If you leave, I'm going to do this. If you leave, you'll never be anything. What you're saying to me right now is meaningless because my faith says that there is something better. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. But because of my faith, I'm motivated to get out of the lie. I'm motivated to get out of an Egypt that's not for me. Come on now. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I'm not walking in faith because I'm afraid of what they're saying. I'm afraid of how they look at me. I'm afraid of how they're talking about me. But Moses had this type of faith well before he got to his father-in-law Jethro. He had this type of faith well before he needed another level of faith to get him across the Red Sea. His parents were prompted by faith. He was urged in his faith. He was motivated by his faith. But then it says here in verse 28, by faith. I'm loving this. There's always a by faith. Uh, He was urged, prompted motivated, but then it it says here, Doreen, uh, uh, that by faith, simple trust and confidence in God, he instituted and carried out the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood on the doorpost so that the destroyer of the firstborn, the angel, might not touch those of the children of Israel. Y'all, oh, come on now. Uh, Is this mommy and daddy all over again? Come on now. Because you got to understand the story starts out that his parents were prompted by faith to conceal his destiny, his greatness. His parents by faith. His parents, by faith, concealed his destiny. His parents, by faith, to defeat fear, says we're not giving him up to the king. By faith. By faith. Moses turns around and says, by faith, the blood of the lamb. will not touch the children of Israel because I know that there's a promise on their life. Because of the promise that's on my life, it belongs to them. He institutes by faith. Come on now. Somebody say by faith. Come on, lift your hands and say by faith. Come on now, come on, say by faith. Come on now, by faith, Naya, I'm going to school. I don't care if mama and daddy don't have all the money, I'm going to college. Come on now, by faith. Uh, I I don't care if I don't get all the scholarships, uh, I'm going to school. Uh, uh, Don't let it stop you, by faith. Come on now, whatever it takes, by faith. By faith. He instituted. A Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn, here we go again, that firstborn demon always want to kill somebody because his mom and daddy had faith already. 
Moses comes back and he stands and he builds upon the faith that's within him. They say that the destroyer, the angel, the death angel that was sent here to destroy the firstborn. Can I reverse it for you? Because you got to look at the text here. It's two different, it's two different evils right here. The first evil was by man. The second one was not by man. It was a curse sent by God to destroy their firstborn. To destroy their firstborn. But Moses understands that I need to make sure that my firstborn are never touched because I'm a firstborn. And because I was never touched, I need to institute a Passover that will cover the generations of the firstborns for the rest of my life. Never will the firstborns be touched ever again because by faith, by faith, Moses in simple trust and in confidence with God instituted and carried out the Passover. Uh, By faith, Moses in simple trust and confidence in God, he used the blood over the door as a protector. Come on, by faith, Moses in simple trust and in confidence with God expected the destroyer of the firstborn angel not to touch or pose a threat to those, the children of Israel, by faith. He instituted the Passover. Come on, somebody say Passover. Come on now, come see, see you just, see you just did it by faith. Passover. Come on, no, 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 you gotta catch it. By faith, Passover. Come on, by by faith, Passover. Whatever death said it was supposed to do, by faith, Passover. Come on now. Whatever death came to do, by faith, Passover. Come on now. I've got blood that's already been bought. I've got blood that has a story. I've got blood that has hardship. I've got blood that has a journey. I've got blood with nails on it. I've got blood. Oh, I've got blood that was shed, that dropped on the ground. I've got blood from a redeemer. I've got the blood of Jesus that stands for me. So now I declare before you see the blood, Passover. But when you see the blood, protect everything that's in this house. By faith, Passover, by faith, under the protection of the blood of Jesus. Uh, See, come on now. You got to look at the text now. Uh, uh, He didn't just institute a Passover, but he said, I need to connect blood with the Passover. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, my banner. Uh, Come on now. The one who sits over my head. Come on now, the the one. I'm telling you by faith. Uh, come on now, wherever death is coming into your finances, into your health, uh, into your faith, into your family. Passover. Come on now, Passover, Passover, Passover. Nothing that he could do to stop the death angel, because it was God's assignment. For the deaf angel to sweep through the city. But he said, because you protected me as a firstborn, I will institute by faith that you must pass over. I'll use the blood and sprinkle it over the door. By faith, just wipe it on your door. And when the deaf angel sees the blood, he'll pass over. Come on now. It didn't say pass through. 
He didn't pass by. He passed over. He passed over. He passed over. He went over. See, there's a difference in going through and going by. No, he went over. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. It's going to go over, 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 over. Whatever was assigned to kill me, it's going to go over. It's going to go over. And because it's going over, it's going over because there's blood. There's power in the blood. There's redeeming power. There's reviving power. There's resurrection power. There's healing power. Victorious power. Delivering power. Saving power. Freeing power. Hey, power to live right. Power to talk right. Power to walk right. Power to lift my hands and say, by faith, Passover. By faith, Passover. By faith. Hey, hey, I was once blind, but now I see. I was once lost, but now I'm free. Hey, somebody shout, Passover. 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 Passover, Passover. Shetan Rabba. The devil is alive. By faith. By faith. By faith. I've got a Passover faith. I've got faith that says, by faith, it's going to pass over. By faith, it'll protect me by the blood. By faith, it will not pose a threat to me. By faith. Somebody lift your hands. Lift your hands. By faith, by faith, faith is the preceding voice over fear when leading during perilous times. Faith, faith is the preceding voice over fear when leading during perilous times. Moses, he had faith, faith, faith. The same faith he had to leave Egypt. The same faith that he had that caused him to see the truth the same faith that he had was the same faith that he used when he stretched out the rod and they walked through the Red Sea. By faith, they walked through the Red Sea. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying? By faith. I, I know it looks like that God opened it all the way up and then they walked through. That didn't take faith. Because if you can see your way to the end, then that ain't faith. Sounds like to me, somebody had to get in the water and started walking before he opened it up. And every step they took, he parted the sea. Oh, y'all ain't hearing it. They walked through. They walked through the Red Sea. That means that they had to get in the water and they had to start walking by faith. By faith. By faith. That understanding that their enemy was being held up by a wall of fire. What you thought was on its way to harm you was a setup. I want to make sure 
that your faith parts the waters so that when you get to the other side, your enemy can believe that it has power to come after you. But your faith is going to cause your enemy to walk into an ambush that it's not expecting. And by the time your enemy hits the same dry place that your faith caused you to get to the other side, that same dry ground is going to drown and swallow your enemy. But it's your faith by faith. Come on, somebody say by faith. Faith. I want you to put these quotes up for them. Faith is the preceding voice over fear when leading during perilous times. Take pictures of it. Faith inspires, triggers, and sets off the alarm within us that we are different and call to something greater that we have been accustomed to. Faith always chooses endured purpose over the riches and, the tr and treasure of comfort that affords us the easiest path. Come on, let's keep going. Faith avoids the fear of death so that destiny and greatness is accomplished in our lives. Faith, faith, faith. I missed one. Faith motivates and teaches one to be steadfast when facing the death threats of governing authority that doesn't control our destiny or purpose in life. Faith never bows to the conquering words of a meaningless Pharaoh. Come on, stand on your feet. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. just says my faith says yes come on say it again my faith says yes faith motivates and teaches one to be steadfast when facing the death threats of governing authority that doesn't control our destiny a purpose in life. What do you mean, Bishop, when you, when you say that? Moses was facing a governing authority that put death threat against his name. He had to understand that it would either be fate or would either be him succumbing to the death threat of a pharaoh who had become angry with him because he was not wanting to stay. Pharaoh angry because of the lie that he never knew about. The death threats that come to destroy your name when people say, if you speak up, I'm going to cancel you out. You, you know, that's what we do today, right? We cancel people out. Your truth cancels people out of your life. They don't want to be your friend anymore. The young man that you're dating right now and that you're talking to, trying to get in, trying to sleep with you, and you turn around and say, no, I'm going I'm to keep my virginity until I get married. Well, I'm going to go get another girl then. Well, go right ahead. God bless you so. My faith says I got to live for God. They want me to smoke weed and they want me to stand on the corner and sell drugs.
It's the only way that I can make money. But my faith says that if I can just graduate high school, and if I can just get to college, if I can just get away from here, I can live again. But the death threat says that if you don't join this gang, we're going to jump you every day that you go to school by faith. That if they jump me, you won't let them kill me. By faith, you'll put the blood of the Passover on me. And then when I walk down the street, they won't even see me walking past. They'll see the angel of the Lord walking right beside me. They're bullying me. They're, they're talking about me. Suicide says that it's the easiest way out because you don't have to face uh, the burden and the rejection that you've been going through. Uh, it says just take the pills because you never have to deal with the rape or the sexual abuse. If you tell your story, they're going to talk about you. So it's better to just stay quiet. It's better to just kill yourself. It's better to drink it Away. It's better to smoke it away. It's better to just walk away from God and never trust Him again. But faith says that if I could just look up to the hills from which cometh my help, I'll see my way through. Faith says that everything is due right now. I don't know how the bills are going to be paid. But I can't go rob a bank. I can't go steal it. I can't go take out a whole nother loan that I can't pay for right now. I just got to have faith that I may lose some things. But if God before me, no matter what's against me, God said he would never leave me nor forsake me. God said that he would walk with me all the days of my life. Oh, Jesus said that I would send you a comforter and that you would have a comforter. And that voice is the voice of the Holy Ghost. I will allow the Holy Ghost that when you cannot pray, when you don't know what to pray, it'll intercede for you. I'll be your chief intercessor. I'll be your chief mediator. If you would just trust me, and don't give way to the governing death threats that says anxiety wins, that says depression wins. You'll just have faith. Faith. Motivating faith. That teaches me how to stand. Motivating faith. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. We say yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. soul says yes. My soul says yes. Still my soul. My soul says yes. My soul says yes. My soul says yes still my soul my soul says yes say it y'all Say yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we say yes. We say yes to your will. 
yes to your way. Teach us how to be motivated in our faith. Teach us that by faith that we can institute and walk under the Passover of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll be protected by the blood of Jesus. Arouse in our faith to understand that the path that you have for us has some roads of suffering and hardship. But because our faith is in you, you won't let us fail or fall. Prompted in our faith to conceal greatness and destiny that the enemy will not destroy it in our children. So Father, we thank you now and we bless you. We honor you. If you're out here today and you just want prayer, I want you to just lift your hands. You're looking for God to do something great in your life. I want you to just lift your hands. And this is my prayer for you. Say yes to God. And when you say yes to God, Walk in faith and believe that your yes is what God requires in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You didn't have a chance to give on today. I want you to do that, to give. My tithe, my offering, my love seed. Honor God in your giving on today. It's what we call the, the holy thing, the devoted thing. My offering, it opens the windows of heaven. My seed, it creates a harvest for you, for you and your generations. That's what God has called me to live out, a harvest, my dream. We honor you on today. Just a few announcements.